Hey everyone, welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Third of Winters Podcast. Today, Marsh and I are going to continue our conversation about depression in the church. And then a little bit later, I'm going to share from my heart about what's been going on in my mind and everything. So, listen, I'm excited to get started. Let's get going. God bless you, friends. On behalf of all of us here at Through the Winters Ministry, I want to say thank you for all the love and for all the support. Through the Winters is here because we want to help people find purpose in their pain, help them find healing from their past, and and give them a drive to keep on pursuing God in all things. If you'd like to help support us, there's two ways you can go about that. The first is through these podcasts. If you listen to us through Google or Spotify or iTunes, on our page in the About section on the last sentence, You'll find a link that will send you to a website where you can sponsor us for either $1, $5, or $10 a month. If you listen to us through a podcast app, there should be a little icon that says support or sponsor. Click on that, and again, it will take you to a spot where you can support us for either $1, $5, or $10 a month. The second way that you guys can support us is by inviting us to your church. We here at Through the Winters have had experience speaking to men's groups, women's groups, youth groups. We've done Sunday morning services. We've helped out in workshops and conferences. Any way that we can help your church, we want to be there. Just give us a call at 718-679-5356. That number again is 718-679-5356. Guys, once again, thank you for the love. Thank you for the support. Any way that we can help you, just give us a call. God bless. Okay, folks, Marsh and I are back to continue our conversation that we started in the last podcast about depression in the church. Um, and it's pretty much about how a person can be saved, love the Lord, serve in ministry, be a pastor, be whoever, uh, mm-hmm. and they can still suffer with forms of depression in different ways. Yep. Now, like Marsh said last week, we're not talking about the ones that where the depression that's clinical, um, where you have to take medication and you have to do certain things where there's something chemically right. wrong. We're not talking about the chemical ones. We're talking about the ones that really now start affecting you emotionally, mentally, uh, and overall spiritually also. The, that, that form of depression, uh, those are the ones that we're addressing in this case and in this conversation. And so we're going to continue where we left off last week. And Marsha, you have any questions? Well, you being a pastor... Okay. Um... I would like to know, have you ever encountered any people in leadership that have struggled with uh, something like depression? Yes, uh, quite a few times. Uh, we, we've had people who, uh, I think I said this last week, who've been serving for a number of, of years um, in ministry that just find themselves missing someone um, in some cases a person getting older wondering if they can still serve a purpose and they go through a stage I've met a pastor that admitted that he at one point because of his abuse and everything that he went through he wondered if he was ever good enough now you would never know that from this guy this guy a pastor yeah this guy is loved by his congregation he's so funny he's so caring so giving um, he mentors young pastors and everything like that like he was so cool and he has victory now from from my understanding but um 
his story before was was real a lot of doubt because of the type of type of childhood he had because of his experiences that he went through when he felt that it was god calling him he admitted to me that uh you know he wondered can he really do this and if he was capable and he went through a, a mental emotional thing that was like fighting what he thought his spirit was telling him and what god was trying to reach out to him about and what he believed in himself what he could do so from what my understanding it just took him a process it took him a long time it, he surrounded himself with mentors he surrounded himself with people that helped him get through those kind of things people that he can be um transparent with yeah transparent with that was very important and they helped guide him they helped him go through and and for him to achieve what god was telling him to do and i think that's what when we're talking about christians and believers and they're going through this type of depression, this emotional and mental type of depression. It's now a battle of what God says you are and what now you start believing you are, thinking you are, and what you cannot be or you're not good enough. Maybe God has it wrong and stuff. Let me ask you, do you think that it's embarrassing to admit that you as a Christian struggle with depression? Um, for me, I, I wouldn't say it is, but I'm sure that people probably would. Uh, there's those that, even in their own culture, you know, coming from Hispanic culture, West mm -hmm. Indian culture for you, I know uh, those who come from like an Italian background, you got to be more of a proud, we don't let people know what's going on. Yeah. You know, so it, there's shame even in your type of upbringing, maybe. And then now if you're one a person that's in leadership in the church, you got to look like you, at least you have it somewhat together. Right. So now if you look like your life is falling apart, then you're worried about if Well, if this person's supposed to be teaching me about God and now their life, mm. you know, how much can I look them? So I think people may try to hide it, you know, maybe not because of shame, but maybe because they don't want to look like, um, what do you call that? Uh, a hypocrite, you know, mm. in, in certain things. But um, that's why I think even more so leaders need to be transparent. You know, I, I try to be transparent. So I, I get scared sometimes. I mess up sometimes, you know. That, so it doesn't make it look like I got it all together, that I'm just in, as much in this battle as everyone else kind of thing. I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh-oh. Now, have <coughs> you ever struggled with some form of depression or mental issues in the sense of just your mind? Not to say that, you know, like you were going crazy or anything, but you found yourself struggling in your thoughts. In my adult years? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, I, there were times where, um, were you a leader? Yes. Even, even as a pastor, as a pastor, I went through certain things where, um, for mine, I think, and, and you helped me, you helped me walk through this. It was more of, I felt I wasn't achieving a certain thing. So you knew it wasn't necessarily the kind of depression where I needed to start all of a sudden start taking medication kind of thing or whatever, because it wasn't because of what I'm not capable of. I wasn't, I started not feeling like a satisfaction myself. So I wasn't excited. And again, because my responsibilities, I did what I did and I did it with a smile. And I enjoyed what I was doing, but I wasn't satisfied and it made me depressed because though I was enjoying what I was doing and I, and I believed in everything I was doing, um, I felt like there was supposed to be more, something different. There, there was new desires and passions in me, and there still are, that that I want to achieve, that I want to start doing new, and like it's not going to happen, and that's what made me kind of like depressed. You know, does that make sense? It does. I one of the things that I had said when you did talk to me about it is not to say that you weren't 
necessarily feeling depressed. Feeling depressed. Yeah. But there are certain things that I know you you were looking forward to, and it didn't have the same uh, characteristics of depression. Mm. But I know that you were struggling in yourself. How long were you going through that? Oh man, that was months. That was months where I was just not myself. But um, explain what what that meant. I wasn't happy with who I was and, and what I was doing. I wanted, I, I wanted, I was searching for more. I, I was searching for. I felt it was more to to define me, you know. Did you want to get out of bed? Nope. Uh, sometimes I didn't want to get out of bed. I just wanted to stay in my own thoughts, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, there were times where I didn't feel uh, the need to just do something, you know, and almost like you know things were going to start getting half-hearted or whatever, things like that. So, um, yeah. It, 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 it lasted for quite a little bit of time. But again, I did everything I was supposed to do. Um, when I put a smile on my face, I enjoyed my time. All that was real. But when it came to my desires and passions, that's where I would start dwindling down. That's where I would start, you know, not being satisfied and find myself going to, like, a dreary moment, like, you know. Did you find <clears throat> that reading your Bible took anything away because I know I mean it made it worse in a good way why I got more inspired to what I wanted to do because everything I wanted to do for me was had to do with ministry one way or another um and so I wanted to grow in that and more so the more I read my bible the more I got inspired with certain things the more I got frustrated that I wasn't doing enough <laughs> or meeting the certain standards or or like you know so if I got more inspired by God or more read my word it didn't necessarily take it away um, but it made me, in some cases, more frustrated, you know, that like, you see, but that's what I want to do. And, and that's what, and, and when I didn't feel that that was going to happen, I felt trapped. I felt, I started feeling like, you know, I, I was being more in bondage because I wasn't free to do what I felt, you know, I, I, if that makes sense. I, mm -hmm. I was inspired to do I, what I, what I, and so not being able to do what what I felt inspired to do, I felt hindered me and, and maybe more, you know, it's not going to happen, you know. Well, that can be some of the things that um, you as a leader may be going through. Yeah. And even the other pastor who was dealing with his past mm -hmm. and feeling like he wasn't good enough. There was another person that I had spoken to. They were, um, they were in leadership. And one of the things that I noticed is that they had... They had a big decision that they needed to make. And in them telling me about the big decision that they were making, it was almost like they were bringing in everything, including the kitchen sink. Like they were bringing everything in. And because they were bringing everything in, everything was valid. Everything, every issue, every struggle was, was real, but it was all jumbled. It was unorganized. Like, imagine when you and I go shopping at BJ's and we have all the stuff on, on top of the counters, the floors, the tables, you know, it all belongs in the house, but it's all... Now that they placed in certain spots, yes. they don't just sit on the table. Right. Yeah. And thoughts can be, they can be valid thoughts, but they're not in the right spot. They're Ooh, not, okay. they're not positioned properly. Right. And when, when someone like... 
someone outside comes to our home who has, we have seven people in our house and they see groceries from BJ's that is, that's all over the place. It can look chaotic. Yeah. You know, it can be very chaotic and get, and what do I usually do when we're, when all the stuff is in the kitchen? What am I doing? Am I helping you? Usually not. No, no, I'm not helping you. Who's helping? Who's doing it? Me. All by yourself, right? Sometimes, yeah. I get the little ones to help me sometimes. Because the reason why is because... I know where it all goes. You know exactly where everything goes. If I were to start putting things... You put it in the wrong place. Exactly. And it will annoy you. Yes. So I look like the wife that wants nothing to do with, you know, helping... Putting the groceries away. Right. But you know exactly where everything goes. Yes. Right? And that's how I feel when talking to people who are struggling with depression. A lot of them have valid thoughts, valid things, but they're all jumbled up. Yeah. They they are like, you know, this and this and this happened to me and this and this and this happened, but how do I do this and how do I do that? And, and what the main thing is, let's narrow it down. Remember when you came to me yep. when you were struggling? And I said, okay. And that's what it was. I had a lot of stuff, ambitions, things that I wanted to do, things I wanted to stop doing, mm-hmm. things that I wanted to change. And But there was no organization for it. Right. You couldn't organize yourself, your mind. You couldn't get yourself to So even, everything suffered. Yeah. Everything suffered because you you don't know where your starting point is. Yeah. And there, usually in a sense of healing, there needs to be a starting point. And if you have all of these thoughts going on, and you you just don't know where to put everything. You could have lost a loved one and you have all these different things that are going on in your mind. Yeah. You have no no starting point. You lost your your finances. You have no starting point. You you lost your health. No starting point. Yeah. A lot of things is when it becomes so overwhelming you can't even breathe. You can't think. You, you know what to... needs to be done, you know what you want to do, you know what your ambitions are, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you should stop doing all those kind of things, but then where do you start? Exactly. And so the result is, I just want to stay in bed right. and not face anything. Yep. And yeah. when you and I were talking, and you were talking about your ambitions and the things that you want to do, I was like, all right, so you want to do this, 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 and this. You haven't done A, B, and C yet. Right. And you were like, yes. I said, you have to do what you can do so that you can get to where you want to be, yeah. you know? And that's just that's just a simple example. It's just one of the things because sometimes we have lost hope, yeah. you know, and we need to bring hope back. <clears throat> I agree. I think that's well that's that I think that's where we need to um, find a focus and find a way to learn where the steps need to be in our lives and stuff like that. And and I and if you don't have the hope that you can start doing something, right. then, then it all dies. And uh, I think that's what started helping the people that we met with and that we talked with. They found a reason to keep taking the next day, mm-hmm. piece by piece, and moving forward and, and to challenge themselves. So that's what we're going to bring back to you guys. And when we come back, we're going to take a commercial break, and then we'll come back to this conversation and talk a little bit more about the steps we need to start moving, and the first one being hope. All right, everyone, we want to make sure that you know how to connect with us here at Through the Winters Ministry, and you can do that by going to throughthewinters.com. Again, 
throughthewinters.com. There, you'll be able to find out any information you want to know about Through the Winters Ministry. You can read our articles, both old and new. You even have an opportunity to sign up for our monthly newsletter. Guys, you can also find us on Facebook. Just type in Through the Winters Ministry on the search engine, and it'll take you right to our page. We hope you enjoy our ministry just as much as we enjoy serving you. God bless you all. Hey everyone, all of us here at Through the Winters are so proud of our son Joseph, who just came out with his first single, Realize. You can look him up on Amazon or on iTunes, look up Joseph Baez, Realize, and download his song. We know you'll enjoy it. Okay, guys, so we are back, and like Marsha and I said, we first talked about different situations that we knew about, uh, some stuff that even I went through, and how do we help someone? How does someone who's going through these kind of things, emotional and uh, spiritual and mental depression, and our thoughts can probably be scattered or we're thinking there's no worth, how do we start finding ways to get ourselves out of this funk? And one of the things that we started to talk about just before we went on the break was hope. There has to be something that gives you reason and purpose behind that. And uh, you want to expand a little bit more on that, on what that hope looks like or what it's supposed to be? Hope can be very dangerous to someone who is who would rather stay where they are. So someone who has constantly gone through disappointment. Mm-hmm. Someone who has lost a lot. And so now the why bother? mentality well, starts to grow no it's more of you're giving me now you're igniting something that can die later mm. you know don't give me hope don't give me don't give me any uh excitement for something that may not work out mm. it's better to just believe that this is the end of it all like i'm gonna stay in this in and this I'll settle for that i will settle for mediocrity That's scary. i yeah. will settle for my pain and my hurt than for me to go ahead and start hoping and believing and thinking I'm gonna get out of this pit just to just to fall right back in. Mm. So it's scary. Yeah. But it's what it what it's what makes sense to a lot of people. Yeah. You know, so hope can be a very dangerous word for people who are uh, have gone through so much pain. Okay. But the question that I have to ask and I, I'm gonna ask you as well those who are listening do you put your hope in things that can fail you like are you putting your hope in a human someone who you know is going to make a mistake hope in someone who may struggle on their own hope in someone who who you put too much weight on or are you hoping in your finances that that could change? You're hoping even in your health, uh, family members, like whatever you're you're putting your biggest dreams in. It's something it, that's not guaranteed or that can be some, stable. Is it something that is not guaranteed and something that's not stable? Mm. Did you do that in the past? 
Did you put yourself in a place where you hoped in a relationship and the relationship failed? Or you thought that, you know, something was forever and it doesn't end out in forever. So if your answer is yes, and you did put yourself in a place where you believed that something was forever and it was only temporary, I want to tell you that there is one thing and only one thing in this world that is forever, and that is the love of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 71, verse 5, it says, For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, from my youth. Upon you I have leaned from before my birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. You see, it's not just the fact that you hope in God, but you have to trust in God. And trusting is so, it's really hard, don't you think? Yeah, it's its uh, a definitely a big step uh, because to put your trust in something or someone, um, there has to be a relationship that's evolved first, true right. trust. Yes. Um, so it's like, if we're talking about putting our trust in God, that means that I have to have learned about him. I have, I have to dedicate, you know, s- certain times in my studies, my, my personal prayer life, all those kind of things. So I can learn to say, you know what? This is what the scripture says about it. This is what I've seen. And now I'm going to start putting my trust in God also. When, when you do that, I think that helps build up your love for him. Mm-hmm. When you build up that love for him, it just starts to extend and to extend and to extend. You give him more trust and you trust him with even more things and more. And so it's it's a growth process and people are scared to do that uh, because, like you said, they've been hurt by more tangible things. They've been hurt by things that have let them down before. You know, There's nothing wrong with trusting someone. There's nothing wrong with believing that, you know, that you can, you can count on someone or, or things like that. But when you base everything that you are mm-hmm. on that one person, no one can carry that kind of weight. Yeah. You and I love each other to infinity and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can be a person that will fail in certain areas. You can be a person that will fail in certain areas. It may not be our intention. There's nothing that we're going to do purposely to one another. But uh, I can't be everything that I want to be and that you may need me to be for you. Mm-hmm. Only God, like you said, can, can fill that now I'm I'm gonna say this there are those that are listening say I did trust God and he failed me true okay Some people don't think that. I just want to address and only you can answer this are you were you trusting God to fulfill your desire like in the sense of or trusting that God was doing what he knew he needs to be done right are we trusting God to be God or are we trusting God to do what we want him to do or what we feel or what we feel should he should be done yeah. so for example if i tell if i i tell god god i want you to be with joey and i want you to lead him and guide him and i want you to um you know i want you to protect him i don't know something something along that lines god knows the beginning from the end he knows exactly what is going to happen and there are things that we can't in any way shape or form 
uh, define or say, you know what, this is what God has to do. He has to do it this way only because he knows what is coming up the, yeah. the pipeline. Yeah. So we have to say, God, I'm going to trust you to be God. That is the only thing I would ever ask you to do. Don't trust that God is going to keep the relationship going or trust that you're going to keep the job and trust that you, that your loved one will never get sick. Like that's not what I'm saying that we need to trust God for. We need to trust God to be God. We need to trust that he has our best interest at heart, that he is going to lead us. He is going to guide us. And that if there is something coming that should, that we are asking for, but would not be good for us, we have to believe that God will take it away for our protection. He's not in if the If he ha- takes it away, if he chooses. Then. If he chooses, it's because it's to help us, not to hurt us. Yeah. See, there's a difference between um, giving God our plan and asking him to co-sign it. And it's another thing to say, God, I want to follow your plan. Yeah. The and famous words of Christ. Right. This is what I would like. But not my will, mm-hmm. but your will be done. Even Jesus knew that, you know, those kind of things. He's like, right now, I, I don't want to face the lashings and the mm-hmm. and the torture and the pain of the cross. Right. But I know it's not about what I want right now in this moment or what I want to go through. I know what your purpose is overall for this, God. I know you have a plan for this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I know, case in point, and one of my guys from my men's group um, brought it up again because he remembers me saying about it. And it's so true. Uh in our second book, we spoke about a, a, a guy that, that we lost in our church that was very dear to me that in all no, normal circumstances, me and him would not click, but we did. And he got through, long story short, he went through, he got cancer. He had a rare one that was like, you know, a certain percentage of people even get this type of cancer. And he was doing bad, and then he got a little bit good. We thought he was going to pull through. Um, he was the only one in his family really that was that was saved and and people in his in his family were even like wondering why you even go to church or what is the, the whole thing you know and they all loved him they all went to this thing and I said man God this is it man it, his his healing he got so so sick where he couldn't move anymore he came to church he wanted to serve in ministry like we got people that have a cough and all of a sudden say, "Oh, I can't come. I can't usher today." You know, we got people that get runny nose and say, "Oh, I, I can't. I can't do this today." You know, I, I can't come in. This guy had tubes attached to him, and he still showed up to do a children's church. You know, he was. He showed up to worship. He he was pale and weak, and he still came to worship in church in the morning because he wanted to do everything that God was going to do. And I said, "This guy, when he gets healed, this is going to save his family." But God had a different plan, and we lost them. I went to my pastor, and I was already a pastor. I was already, I'm, I'm, I'm the associate pastor. I went to my senior pastor, and I was like, this one got me. I said, I've lost family members. I've lost my own father. I, this one got me because to me, you know, another thing this guy had as an ambition before he got really sick, he was going to go to school to be a children's pastor. He really wanted to be a children's pastor. And, and I was like, he he would have been the answer. I was on my pastor. I was like, he would have been the answer to to our our problem with, in our church with our children's ministry. He would have been it. You know, his family would cannot deny that God exists. But once they saw his healing, it really baffled me how this guy. This was not supposed to happen. According in my mind, I, we we prayed. We saw it, and 
this type of guy should have been the one that, that survived. He should he should have he should have gotten the healing and and went through. But God chose otherwise. He has two young kids that he's leaving behind. A beautiful wife, you know, uh, and, and and I'm like, God, he should have been healed. It blew my mind. But I had to accept and I had to learn. I said, now, God, you're in control. You know, whatever the lesson is, whatever we need to go through, however, you know, we need to move forward. But that was a hard challenge for a lot of us, me especially. And the guy in, in our men's group was saying, he goes, I remember you just being confused that you didn't even have the words, you, you know, because yeah. it's like this guy should have survived. And I said, yeah, you know, it happens to the best of us. But do we still know? that God is still God and believe that he has all things in his hands and, and in control. Yeah. And I had to accept that because nothing was going to waver my faith in that God was real or anything like that. I had to trust and say, okay, God, then what is it from this that you want us to learn? You know, how do we move forward from here? What are the steps? Because in my mind, I had the perfect plan. I'm like, oh God, you're saying this stuff for the greatest miracle of all time. Mm -hmm. Nothing. It didn't happen that way. Mm -hmm. But um, I got to believe that God does have a plan that's coming from all this, right. you know. Uh, and that's where the hope is. That's where the hope lies. That's where the hope lies. And I want you to know that if you do not have the hope that we are talking about, it's totally okay. Because there are many that struggle with hope. But I want to say to you that this ministry is here to help build that hope that's what this is all about this is what it's is a step all, process it's not for you to feel embarrassed it's not you know some of us may be struggling with anger listening like you don't understand what i'm going through i'm like nope i don't and i will not even pretend like i do but one thing i can tell you is i don't need to necessarily understand where you're coming from to know what god can do if you just give him a chance mm -hmm. give him a second chance give him a third chance a fourth chance however many chances that he is on right now in the first segment marsha you're talking about that starting point yes. you know what I mean the start point and hope whether you're struggling with anger whether you're going through depression whether you're going through those or, or you see someone facing you know uh this thing of hopelessness that that starting point is very key and hope has to be that 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 first piece hope that okay that there is a god that he does care about me that he does love me that he does have a purpose and a plan for me and that he wants me to to take steps to find strength and to move forward and then from there like you said depending on what the scenario is from that hope okay what do you what do i do next how, how do i find strength in this what how do i broaden so marcia in a in a brief way what do you think would be like the step two three and four kind of thing um, that can kind of be in a universal way. Like, is it finding connections? Is it is it being a part of a study group? What 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 will be the next steps? So, okay, I have that hope and believe that God has a purpose for me. But what do I do with that? Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. There's only one big step that we would have to start doing, and that is getting your thoughts into captivity. Because see, just like the you know the story about BJ's you have a lot of thoughts but we have one God can, that can put them right in the spots that it needs to go there's one God that knows exactly where they go this thought goes here this thought goes there we need to have you understand the importance of getting your thoughts in control and next time we come you know next time that we meet 
it would be great if we just talk about the importance of you know the thoughts that we are challenged with and what we do with them you know the thoughts that are real to us but are lies in 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 perspective of everything Uh, and then maybe we can talk about some scriptures that yes may not necessarily help at the moment but if you really take the moment to just break it down a little bit it can be it can be a comfort it's key first we got to develop that hope and then yeah i totally agree with you um allow him to now sort those things out in our lives and all that comes with building that relationship look we've, we've said it already for quite a few times there are people who've been in the church who worship the Lord and, and are sincere. I'm not saying that they've been fake all these years or all these months in their walk with Christ, but never really learned how, maybe, to really hand it over to God. Um, they worship and find joy in worship. They read their word and find joy in reading their word. Um, they maybe serve in, in ministry and find joy in serving in ministry. But when they're not doing those things and they're just living their life, they're battling they're going through stuff their, their thoughts overwhelm them about that so now okay but thank god it's sunday again now i can worship again it's just a band-aid on a scar that just keeps on getting more yeah, infected exactly. but their hearts are in the right place it's not like they're evil people we're not talking about evil people here we're no. talking about people who really are seeking god but never really found a way to allow god to take control right and that's what so there's the hope there's now handing it over to God so that he can sort it out. And some people never realize, I never really gave this to God. Right. I carried this with me. I never really placed it at the altar so he can sort this out and, and, and speak to me in the right steps. Mm-hmm. And that's not unheard of because I've heard people who've been in church for years and they still say, I still don't know how to hear from God. And I've been serving the Lord for 20 years. Mm-hmm. What has been going on for those 20 years? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I, I still don't you know know how to hear God's voice. You know what's been going on in, in those kind of things well-intentioned but things that are missed mm-hmm. so yeah so we're gonna come back next week guys and we're gonna go into this next process this next step how do we do this how do maybe we help organize those things and yeah we're gonna bring us some scriptures we're gonna talk about different things but hopefully we can just open up a little bit more and share that with you guys God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast this week. And um, just want to share a little bit more from my heart, you know, just on the topic with depression and, and just things that have been going on in the media this week. If you saw my video on my Facebook page, I was just sending out a message about just being kind to everyone. And um, despite all the stuff that's just going on, People are living lives differently than each other. They're doing things in certain ways, and people are mad if you don't see things their way. Then you gotta be evil. You gotta be a hater. You gotta be racist. You gotta be this. You gotta be that. And to me, it, in a nutshell, overall, yeah, I think a lot of it's nonsense. And but um, I think it's even more of a cry of the need for God and just the need of love to overshadow everything. And so I want to encourage you, if you've been listening and if you've been going through depression, you've been facing this kind of stuff, this world, I, I'll tell you right off the bat, I don't think this world is going to help in you getting better with your depression and make you find the joy that you need because no one knows what, they, what they're looking for. Every, everybody's saying, you got to think this way, you got to believe this way. If you don't believe like us, then it's just a whole bunch of nonsense going on out there. And the only thing that makes sense and the only thing that, that has stayed consistent throughout it all is God's word. Now understand this. I'm not saying everyone that preaches or teaches or confesses to be a believer 
has stayed consistent. Um, we are human beings and we mess up and even we fall short, myself included. But God's word never fails and his love endures forever. And I just want to encourage you to continue to seek the Lord for guidance. Continue to seek the Lord for your identity. Continue to seek the Lord for your peace and for direction in your life. Um, get into his word. Be obedient to that word too. So many people read the word, but they don't obey what God is telling them to do, what God is trying to tell them. Be obedient to that word and continue to seek him in prayer. Find yourself a good church, a good fellowship of people. Not perfect people, because you're never going to find that. But people that really do care, people that do want to grow in the things of God, and they want to take you with them. So I hope this reaches out to you. I hope you're blessed by this word. And Marsha's going to close us out in prayer. God bless. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you and I praise you for this wonderful day. Lord God, I thank you for every person who can hear my voice right now, Lord God. Father, there are so many that are struggling with depression. They have thoughts that they are too ashamed to even share with anyone. There are those that are going through so much in their mind and they want the thoughts to stop. They want to believe. They want to trust you. They want to have hope. But they have been so devastated. They have been so hurt. They have gone through so much. They are afraid to believe that you can get them out. Lord, it's so much easier to just stay in the pit that they're in. But Lord God, I know that you are capable of taking them out of this miry clay. Lord God, and you are able to take them out of this, this uh, um, hole, Lord God. So, Father, right now, I pray that you would, just for this week, just this week alone, just give them hope. Let them know that they don't have to stay there, that you can declutter their mind. You can put all the thoughts where it needs to go and that they don't have to stay where they are right now. And let them take that first step to lift up their hands and hold your hand right now as you yank them out. We thank you for everything that you've done and all that you're going to do in Jesus' name.